Good morning, One Hope. It's February 21st, 2024. Our passage for today is Jeremiah chapter 15, verses 10 to 21. Today's passage is found in chapters 14, 15, which is one section, and this section is the sixth sermon of Jeremiah. And from the beginning of chapter 14 all the way to the first half of chapter 15, we find three intercessory prayers of Jeremiah. Jeremiah prays three times. Why? Because God keeps saying, I will not hear your prayer. What was Jeremiah's prayer? Please do not bring judgment upon Judah. But God keeps saying, I am going to bring judgment and your prayer will not stop it. In fact, God even says, don't even pray for the people of Judah any longer. And Jeremiah says, well, it's the false teachers, prophets that lie to the people, and people are deceived. So judge the false te uh, prophets, but not the people. But God says, no, I will judge them also because they have bought into the lies of the false prophets. We won't look at all three prayers, but let's just look at the final third prayer of Jeremiah in chapter 14. Verse 20, 21, we acknowledge our wickedness, Lord, and the guilt of our ancestors. We have indeed sinned against you. For the sake of your name, do not despise us. Do not dishonor your glorious throne. Remember your covenant with us and do not break it. Verse 22, Therefore, our hope is in you, for you are the one who does all this. See how earnest and how um, heartfelt his prayer is. With this kind of prayer, we would think, and you would think that God would surely listen to Jeremiah's prayer, but God doesn't. He even says in chapter 15, you will read that for yourself, even Moses and Samuel were to bring this request. I will still not listen to it, he says. So why does God insist on judgment? And what does it mean for us? Well, I encourage you to keep asking this question throughout this book, the book of Jeremiah. What is it that the Lord says needs to be brought down in my life? This is not an issue of salvation for us, those of us who are in Christ Jesus, because we are saved. But this is, it is an issue of sanctification. Things that God says, insists, must be brought down in our lives. Whatever it is, I pray that you'll open your hearts and ears to hear what he has to say. Maybe for some of you, it's your way of thinking, your attitude, things you are pursuing in your life. God says, I will not listen to you even if you want them. I want those things to be brought down for you and your sake. Nevertheless, it still touches our hearts to see such a sincere and earnest prayer of a prophet over his nation. And yet, when we get to our passage today, which is the latter part of chapter 15, the tone of Jeremiah changes completely, and his prayer turns into a personal lament prayer. Chapter 15, verse 15. 
Lord, you understand. Remember me and care for me. Avenge me on my persecutors. You are long-suffering. Do not take me away. Think of how I suffer reproach for your sake. He says, God, see how much I'm suffering. Please avenge my persecutors, those who persecute me. Verse 16 and 17, we also see the duplicity which he experiences as he follows his calling that God has given to him and how he is caught in between the two and he feels the tension and the pain and the conflict between the two. Verse 16, we see the privilege and delight and ex of experiencing God's word as, we've, as he follows his calling. When your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight. And yet, in verse 17, we see Jeremiah's utter um, isolation and aloneness in following God's calling. I never sat in the company of revelers, never made merry with them. I sat alone because your hand was on me and you had filled me with indignation. We experience the same as we follow the calling that God has given to us. On one hand, we experience the privilege and the joy of experiencing God's word as if like uh, to we're, as if we're eating it and swallowing the words of God and how it's nutritious and, and enriching for us. And yet, as we see in verse 17, we also experience this aloneness because there's no one else who would understand me understand us as we follow in his calling. And then in verse 18, Jeremiah says, it's too painful. Why is my pain unending? And he complains, he laments. Well, in such moments, what does God do for Jeremiah? In such moments, what does God do for us? Well, he often encourages us and he comforts us but not in this case today. What God tells Jeremiah today is this. Jeremiah, shape up. Verse 19. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. If you repent, I will restore you, that you may serve me. If you utter worthy, not worthless words, you will be my spokesman. Let this people turn to you, but you must not turn to them. Instead of comforting and encouraging Jeremiah, God tells him, repent. And literally, this word means return. So God says, return. Return where? Return to your rightful calling. Return to your place as a prophet. And if you look at verse 19 again, what he says there is, well, what does he mean to return? Returning to the right words. You must stop speaking those words words of complaint and lament, return to the right words that you should say as a prophet. Well, friends, the topic of our tongue is one that I um, opened up in our community last fall, and I also share with you through a series on it, and then I said to all of us that we will continue to touch on this theme of our tongue every year here on end until God says stop because it's something that is so crucial for us in our journey as Christians and followers of Christ. Well, 
throughout our morning podcast as we go through the entire Bible, whenever we come across this topic, I will mention it to you as I do today because it's so important. And what does God tell Jeremiah and what is he telling us today? We need to change our words again. And by changing our words, we come back to where we need to come back. Our calling, place that God has called us, and the life that he wants us to have and live. So our takeaway for today is this. Once again, as God calls Jeremiah to return, and by that he means change your words back to what you should be saying, Here's our takeaway. Stop the words of defeat. When our words change, our hearts change. And when our words change and our hearts change, our lives change. So let us come back. Let us return. Return to the words that we should be saying about who we are, where we are, what we're doing, and what we're not doing. It's one thing to stop saying things that we shouldn't say literally, but it's another and it's more important to stop saying and uttering the words that we say silently in our minds and our hearts. If you've reverted back to those words, change your words again. That's what it means to return and repent before God. And when you do so, God will once again change your heart and your life. In Jesus' name, amen.